Welcome to STAR, Society of Tarot and Astrology Readers podcast. I'm Nao. And I'm Joali. And today we are going to talk about our experience at Austin Witch Fest, a one-day festival event in Austin, Texas, which was our first in-person festival. We're going to explore the astrology of the day, what it's like doing readings in person, and how the STAR community is transforming in the aftermath of the COVID pandemic. This has been one hell of a ride to get us here in person. We're actually recording the podcast in person in a hotel room here in Austin. And it's been an amazing weekend that's been so illuminating, so eye-opening, and so life-changing, I think, to just us and like the bigger picture of what STAR is and what it's going to be doing in the future. Absolutely. I am actually just pleasantly surprised how smoothly this weekend has gone and how much fun we've had and to actually be here in person together recording the podcast is amazing and um, really seeing the impact that these in-person meetups are having on the community um, and the motivation that provides and the vision Mm -hmm. that it provides for what our future is going to be here at star so one thing i want to do is set the stage in much of our podcast and explore the astrology of what it is that we are talking about so first we are going to explore the chart of the day nail has brought it up over here and um like i said we are talking about witch fest uh witch fest took place on march 5th in austin texas we're pulling up the noon chart for the day so this is a midday chart um which is a good marker for the events as it was probably super popping from like 11 to like i don't know or we were super popping from. Yeah, from like 11 until 5 o'clock. Yeah, so midday um, astrology of the day. What stands out to you now? Like, what's the first thing you see? Well, automatically, like, if I think all of us, when we do chart readings, we always just like, where's that sun at? Where's mm-hmm. that moon at? What's Absolutely. that rising? We always exactly. want to see the big three first right off the top. Mm-hmm. So for this day, for this time at noon in particular, we're dealing with a Pisces sun an Aries moon, and a Gemini rising, at least for this particular point in time. Though I think the rising of the event, I don't, for for me, like on event charts, I don't focus on risings as much. It's just kind of like a sprinkle. It is. Well, I mean, it's just where the sun was at that moment. The rising sign is going to change throughout the day. It's going to be the quickest changing thing um, about the chart. So no, it's not as relevant um, just because two hours later, the rising trend is, is going to change and how much of the day has completely changed in two hours. But I think it can, depending how um, exact or precise you want to be with astrology. That's a beautiful thing about astrology is you can take like a surface level um, approach or even just looking at the sun and the moon. We, did, we wouldn't even have to look at the additional aspects. We mm-hmm. could just take that and get a really good vibe for the day. So the sun in Pisces, the moon in Aries. Mm-hmm. And um, that is, that's what we were dealing with. A 22 degree Aries moon and a 15 degree Pisces one. Mm-hmm. Um, sun conjunct Jupiter. Exact. Exact. It was exact. So it's really like, the thing that I love about 
Jupiter is like its ability to impact our expand. Like group Jupiter is a sign of growth. Always. Mm -hmm. It's always about things are about to grow. And because it's on our sun, it's like, this is personality growth. This is like your baseline consciousness growth, which is good. This is what you're able to see. Like, positive changes come into your life consciously it's it's more active than say like a passive influence would be mm-hmm. whereas like i feel like the moon has a more passive influence mm-hmm. at times because it's that subconscious aspect of our lives mm-hmm. um and because jupiter is there it's very like eyes wide open mm-hmm. and seeing the changes like and you're consciously aware that that's what's happening yes. that these things are in process and you're being changed in the moment right now and in a sign like pisces anything's possible Yes. You know, Pisces is a culmination of all things. Um, how are we going to, it? you know, out of the Jupiter signs, to me, it is just the more mystically magical um, in that sense. So uh, a sun conjunct Jupiter and Pisces for a witch fest, I think is a really cool mm-hmm. aspect. The other thing that stands out to me is that Venus, uh, Mars conjunction in Capricorn at 29 degrees, going into zero degrees, two critical degrees back to back, um, and how that energy of that drive for what you love, um, bringing the urgency to bring it into the material at 29 degrees Capricorn Mm -hmm. into that urgency of all things Aquarius at zero degrees Aquarius, um, just within the next 24 hours, um, of this was hugely felt, um, this, most platonically loving (laughs) experience (laughs) I've had in a very long time. And um, you definitely could feel that um, in the drive to see what you love and um, move towards it. Uh, That conjunction is strongly felt. And, And that ability to be transformative within two degrees of a 27 degree Capricorn Pluto um, as Capricorn approaches Aquarius, dun, dun, dun. I wonder what that is going to be. I wonder, mm-hmm. I, you, so unpredictable because it's Aquarius. But um, yeah, that that is what stood out to me, that uh, Venus-Mars conjunction, um, along with what uh, Neo had mentioned with the sun and Jupiter. But we also have Mercury and uh, Saturn hanging out in Aquarius too, bringing it, bringing home that revolutionary, new, different. There was definitely different types of people that we saw. So many really beautiful, gorgeous people um, that you get to see you don't see every day. So that was really cool. Yeah, and I think the Mercury and Saturn conjunction. I mean, granted, like Mercury's like trying to like move away from Saturn actively at the time, so it was almost like. Mercury had had its constriction by Saturn because we know Saturn can kind of do that. It likes to bind things. It likes to place boundaries around things. And in Aquarius, because that's the home sign for Saturn, technically, if we're going with more traditional astrology, it's almost like putting an appropriate mask on Mercury to being like making sure that your communication has like specific boundaries that thou shalt not cross Mm -hmm. in the name of like human expansiveness, Mm-hmm. Which can be good because sometimes like Mercury can just talk too much, mm-hmm. especially Mercury and Aquarius. We've got a lot to freaking say mm-hmm. always at all the time. And granted, it's in good common language so that it translates very well. Mm-hmm. But that Saturn's probably good at putting a little bit of a yoke on it just to kind of keep it a little bit more structured, a little bit more controlled instead of being a little all over a place, a little bit too eclectic. Um, but then letting it go so that way it felt like almost like 
towards as the event progressed on that we were really like just transitioning into a much more open communication because for us personally we you know we worked the event Mm -hmm. as readers we did so we're being there in our professional mannerism which i really see as symbolic of especially of like the venus and mars conjunction Mm -hmm. because we were there to be about business Mm -hmm. when we first got there we were there to promote star Mm -hmm. talk about the podcast do readings for people um and then the rest of the event, which was like going back to our Airbnb with all of the starlings who kind of came into town and were there at the event, but we were working. So we couldn't really like connect and hang mm-hmm. out because we're trying to be about our Capricorn life. But then as, you know, the evening wore on, that transition um, of Venus and Mars into Aquarius, like you said, shifted into this really great platonic expression of connecting with these people that we've been talking across the internet, which the internet is super fucking Aquarian, right? Mm-hmm. And having them for the first time together there with us. Mm -hmm. And we just did exactly what we would do on the internet, which was talk and have fun. And laugh. And laugh, laugh so, so much. It's just so important. And all those planets in Aquarius really show you the the star energy. Not only uh, star society, but uh, star tarot card, uh, humanity, uh, connecting with one another, hope after you know a time of just we've all been quarantined we haven't been able to hang out we haven't been able to see each other there would have been lots more meetups in the last two years if things weren't as dire as they are but that aquarian um sense of spirituality of um in terms of community and in terms of the star like the tarot card itself so i really love to see all those planets in Aquarius. Um, we, this event was revolutionary for me because it was my first time as a reader, um, reading for the public. And I did not know when you told me this morning that it was your first time. Yes. Cause I've done readings for people like in person before, but it's always been like friends and, and family, family, like not for a financial. Yeah. Smaller. Yeah. No, Me too. Yeah. no financial exchange involved. It's always been like, I'm doing it because I want to do this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all, cause all the bulk of our other professional readings have all just had to be conducted over the internet. Mm-hmm. So this was, yeah, this was the first time being like, you could walk up to the booth, pick the reading out that you wanted to read. And then we're going to sit down here at this table and we're going to do that reading right now in mm-hmm. front of your face. And we just trade it off. Mm-hmm. How was it for you? Was it, did it meet your expectations? Did it? I have to say like the first one I did, I'm not going to lie. Like I had my imposter syndrome was like crawled into the back of my mind was like, Hey baby, <laughs> you sure you know what you're doing out here? I was like, fuck, get away from me. Like, no, thank you. So like the first one I felt like a little, I had that moment where my confidence just wasn't quite sure mm-hmm. at first, but honestly it was when after that we traded off and I listened to you do yours and how I felt like, She's just out here killing it again because she's just like the most amazing cardamancer that I've ever met in my freaking life. And that just like, it made me, listening to you just made me like calm down and just Mm -hmm. made me realize like I was being a little too unintentionally uptight with that Mm -hmm. first reading Um, and just to relax and just Mm -hmm. do what I do, not try and present myself in any type of way. Because I think I had a moment of thinking about like, oh, got to be ultra professional, got to be blah, blah, blah. It's like, but my style of reading is very, very casual. It's very Mercury and Aquarius, mm-hmm. like just being like, and, and being expressive and being playful and being a little dramatic, letting that Leo side kind of come mm-hmm. through. Um, and so once I like let go of that and just told myself to just, the only difference, you do it this so many times for other people, granted through the filter of, you know, 
a microphone or through the filter of the internet, but like, just do what you do when you do it over there and you'll be fine. Cause you know, you've done this before so many times and people have loved it. So it's just mm-hmm. like, a, it's a fractional difference and not mm-hmm. to let that go to my head. And then after that, it was gravy, baby. Absolutely. What helped me was the cards themselves. These are the same cards I read for, read with on a day-to-day basis. I do mm-hmm. readings a lot at home. So every day, most days I'm re- doing readings. So that, that part was the same. The different part for me was the live feedback and like people's live questions and emotions mm-hmm. yes. um, while you're doing their reading and like how that portion of the energy exchange is more intense. Cause a lot of my queen machete readings are recorded. So I'm doing the reading um, and I have my emotional connection, but a lot of it is through the cards themselves and my familiarity with the archetypes, not necessarily it, and not, not even not necessarily factually not emotionally connected to the person in front of me in real time. So when you experience that, I would say that it does make the reading more it as a, how it affects me as a reader is I felt like I could go deeper. I could, you know, you already see somebody's emotional state it gives you feedback and confidence to go places that if you didn't see what they were going through, if they were agreeing with you or not, that you probably wouldn't go down. So it will give you courage because that's what readings are. Readings are for, um, for tarot readers. Sometimes it can be the courage to just say your, what you want to say. And we're using the cards to kind of validate the excuse to say that. And um, when you get live feedback from a client I do think it does affect um where you're willing to go and it's encouraging it's like performing in front of an audience you get energy from the audience they clap or they respond to what it is that you do and um there's definitely an element of live performance associated with giving tarot readings but the grounding nature of the cards themselves to be like, no matter what, no matter what I do, even if TSA touches my cards like they did um, (laughs) and goes through all my cards, they're still tarot cards. They're still going to tell their story and be that familiar tool that you know, that you, that you know, you know. So for people listening who haven't done their first show yet, um, I think it is important to know that you can do it, especially if you have your usual deck, um and you go back to what it is that you know Uh, i mean i guess we're leo rising so we do like that element of performance so if that's not you um i know there's all different ways to deliver readings even like written and not even orally performing them either so but that is a way and is it something you do again is it something that you want to incorporate in your practice reading live i think this has definitely inspired me to do that more Cause I wasn't, I mean, I, I always knew like, again, I can do it because I have absolute faith in my knowledge mm-hmm. of the cards and how it works and what they do and what I can say to what, it, no matter what card pops out of my deck, I know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even, so knowing that and having this experience and especially towards the end, like once I got that initial one that just felt kind of, I just had to have that one weird one to start it off mm-hmm. with and like watching the emotional responses from people. And then it's like realizing that this is, I'm pulling up from the depths of these people's 
experiences from the totality of their life, these symbols and pointing to certain fixed points that both they understand as a human being, that I understand as a human being, and being able to show them that these are the ones that are really like in your face right now that need your attention now and seeing their reactions to that. It's amazing to get that live one-on-one. Like when I was doing, I did a reading for this one lovely lady. She was very young. I could tell she was probably maybe just 18 or 19. She's mm-hmm. very, very young. I'm um, just doing a simple, she just wanted to have a general, which is totally fine. Like, so we're not walking in there with any specifics of expectation about what these cards are going to say or the particular lens that I'm reading through. It's just very much like open, like what, what comes through is what comes through kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And for her, we were doing an ex- the classic arc spread mm-hmm. that we love to do here at Star, the accept, release, continue that you pioneered, you gorgeous lady, you. Thank you. And her release card was the Empress. And like, I had that moment of like, the Empress is very much like about mother energy. It's, it's motherhood, but it also can be like the actual representation of our mother, you know, and our relationship to her. And so I was like, I, I took a moment because I was like, this can either, this is, this can go multiple ways because mm. our moms are significant to our psyche. Mm. Everybody's mm. mom is significant to their psyche, mm. whether she was there or not there mm-hmm. or only half there. Like that's an impact. However she was. However she was. Um, or is not. And is not. And it turned out to be, and I was like this. And the only way I was like, I was like, I took a moment and I was like, this is your mother and stop. And I, bef- and the moment I finished that sentence, I looked up from the card and I looked at this young woman's face and her eyes immediately filled with tears. Mm-hmm. And it was like realizing in that moment that like what I am, I am doing is not just real to me as the card reader, as the person mm-hmm. who knows this body of knowledge and these series of symbols and what they are and how they relate, but that it made it immediately real to her mm-hmm. in that moment that what I was doing was so tangible and had a significant emotional impact on her immediately Mm -hmm. because unfortunately she had lost her mother about um three years prior Mm -hmm. so that's still fresh you know that's still fresh especially when you're young i mean you're young it doesn't matter when um that and that's the thing that's one of the things speaking of all that heavy stuff i'm just gonna be real it was a lot. My friends started coming and I just <laughs> wanted to hang out with my friends and not like do so many readings back to back. We didn't bring crystals. Like there mm-hmm. was some stuff we didn't bring to like help ground how much emotion yes, would be there. Cause there was a lot of emotion. We both, and I thought about bringing crystals. I'm like, I'm going to need crystals. And I remember asking now, should we bring crystals? And she was like, no, cause we don't want to lose them. And I was like, yeah. I was thinking that too. So I was thinking both ways, but um, in retrospect, I should have brought crystals or I should have worn sandals or something. Um, we both had like very covered up feet too. It was just very. It was our, it was our inaugural yes. time doing this. So it's, it's a learning experience. It you just go in there is. kind of light just to kind of like, we're just seeing what's going on. We're exactly. doing recon. Running yeah. Recon. I didn't know how it's going to be. So yes, definitely. Another advice I would tell somebody is bring grounding materials, especially if it's your first time yes. because it can be really emotional and um, people can have very emotional responses to the things that you're saying. And for me, if I have somebody in my face, like having an emotional experience, I'm just like, 
I'm, I'm emotion. I get emotional as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know how helpful that is to people or not. So, um, I still need, um, more experience, uh, doing the readings, but like I was saying, our friends from stars started arriving as we're doing these emotional readings and imagine doing a reading. I'm just going to, it's star. So we won't tell the truth here. Imagine doing a reading for somebody and you're just, you're in it. You're telling them that, you know, they're, they're, they're getting it from you. And this person that you have loved for years um, and talk to almost every day and know each other's life pops up um, and is like right behind them. And you're seeing their (laughs) face and you're trying not to have, a response to seeing, you know, Sky for the first time, mm-hmm. or um, Jean, or uh, Leslie, and you're in the middle of a reading, and they kind of just pop up. So that was an experience, um, unexpected Aquarian situation uh, that my friends started showing up, and I kind of, you know, because I do readings every day, and they're they're emotional every day. It's not like they're not. It's heavy lifting every day, whether you do them in person or not. But it's not every day that I see these beautiful people. And um, as the day went on, around four or five, it became very like, I need to hang on, my friends. Like <laughs> I really do. They're here. Let's all be together. And we weren't even like I think. Leslie did get me a drink, a truly, my first one ever. Shout out to Leslie, who looked absolutely beautiful. Um, And people brought me energy drinks and lemonade. So shout out to everybody who brought me beverages that day. Um, I just was just so excited to see my friends. Um, How did you feel about seeing Starlings for the first time? That was, it's so fascinating because it's like we've been having these connections with our starlings um for those of you who listening who are like what the fuck are these ladies talking about right now um we'll get a little bit more into the, the specifics of that later but we call people who are members of star starlings that's just what mm-hmm. our our tagline for that is and so seeing them like these people who you've been talking to long distance in group chats maybe in the comment sections of certain spaces, no matter where you are on social media, there's always a starling. Mm -hmm. Um, But so you're having these interactions with these people every day and you're getting to know their personalities and their sense of humor um, and their style. And then it's like, and now they're like, they're actually physical Mm -hmm. for the first time. It's like, it's still like an illusion. Like it still has like a dreamlike feeling. And maybe it's because of the sun is so close to Neptune right now that makes Mm -hmm. it, feel like a dream it has felt like a dream it's really been I, and I love it though I like I've, I felt like I've been high all weekend and I mm-hmm. have not I have actually zero percent been actually high because I'm so high on the fact that it's like these people are real and we've been laughing so and it's my favorite thing in the world to laugh until I'm crying mm-hmm. or until my sides hurt and I can't breathe like and I've been doing that all weekend with these people for the first time in person and it's felt just the same It's felt like no different that these people are just naturally normally like they've been in my life the whole time because they have in a way. They have. have. I have a different relationship with marijuana. So different (laughs) correlation to the, it has felt like a high versus have I actually been high uh, situation. I've had an amazing time. I just have had an amazing time with my friends and um, I do think we have that Aquarian energy to think for that, but it has felt like a dream. It has felt like a dream because things have gone so well and there wasn't like, 
they're just everything. The beginning of the day at Austin Witch Fest itself was really windy. And we're new to festivals, um, as we said before, and all of our stuff were, was new. We're not from the area. We don't have experience with um, what the weather could have been like. When, when I, I flew in from Puerto Rico, personally. So, and even when I think of Texas, I think hot. I didn't think windy, but like, obviously they have like tornadoes. Obviously, obviously it's windy. It was windy. It was windy the first part of the day uh, to the point where everything we were setting up was falling over multiple times. Um, and tents had even blown away. Because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be four, like a little four block. Yeah, we were going to have four tents. tents. And one of our compatriots, hers, we had set up the booths, the little pop-up booths, mm-hmm. um, the night before. And we had forgotten steaks for most of them. We only had like a few. So we had just like barely staked down. We tried to get two steaks into each of the pop-ups. And then we ran out. So we we're like, okay, that's just going to have to be good. And one of the tents did not survive the night. It got picked up by the wind and smashed, broken. But she was able to kind of scooch in with us um, and the, mm-hmm. the three that we had remaining. Um, and we made it work. So it was a little, a bit of a struggle because it was hard to, like, set things up and to watch things, like, get knocked over, get blown down. And not really to have the materials to, like, fix that in a way that's like, nope, the wind doesn't matter anymore. But we had to, like, it was a good exercise in, like, patience and realizing, like, we can't stop the wind Mm-hmm. Even though this is a witch festival, I'm sure plenty of people talked and asked the wind, but the wind doesn't give a fuck about us sometimes. The wind is going to do their own thing. Huracan. So we, but we were able to just like, for me, I try not to like, because I was so excited and determined to make the day a good day. I was like, I'm just not going to let it bother me. We're just going to work with it. It's not, is it ideal? No, but like, we're still going to be here. We're still going to have a good time because we're together. Mm-hmm. Even if like, we didn't actually like, sell a single reading or mm. a single sticker or anything like nothing happened at all i still knew and took comfort from the fact well then a bunch of starlings are going to be here regardless mm. and i'm going to get to see them and today's going to be a good day no matter what and eventually the wind did calm down it did and i to be honest did not expect to sell so much or to be as busy yeah i was like who would want a sticker that means like this much to me personally you know, made by my friend, like the, I'm an empath. So I mean, it's cute. And I know that people would want the design, but some of these are like, are they just mean so much to us that I don't know if it appeals to, it's our first time out. We don't know if this is a universal thing, but we have um, at the society so many of our own emotions in each one of these designs and I didn't know if, like, is it universal? Are people going to look at, you know, I'm an empath, sweetie, look it up and feel what we feel? Or even how do we translate? Star is very Aquarian, is my point. Star mm-hmm. is very Aquarian, and it's different, and it's weird. And I didn't know I didn't know how people were going to feel about it. Because it's even different and weird within the witch community. I would say our booth was a little sparse compared to others just because it's new and all the things we explained. But I think our aesthetic was unique in that space even there um to really see okay we're not whereas a lot of the other spaces looked very similar to one another agreed so um that was really cool to see star in comparison but i didn't expect i didn't know i mean like there's gonna be so many tarot readers here i'm not from here i didn't assume we would be literally like not enough so 
for future reference, we need more tarot readers at the star booth. Yes. Ta- starlings. So starlings come yeah. work the booth with us uh, next year. Well, yeah. Hopefully next year we can have people like Tanya from Mercurial Wonder yes. be there with us. So Doing the astro Doing the astrology readings, yes. We needed an astro reader. I did end up doing some astrology readings at the end, and it is, it works. It does work. It does work. It's just, it, it does. Astrology reading, readings in person are different than tarot readings in person, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. I think you have, you just have to work harder. You, you if, In a way. In a way. Yeah. I mean, even though it's still a series of archetypes, it's still a series of symbols that have specific meanings that are codified mm-hmm. and that we're pretty familiar with. Um it's just, it's a different skill set. Only slightly. Only slightly, though. I use them in tandem often. So um, I do have a style that kind of complements both or a system <clears throat> that incorporates them both in a consistent way. The only thing I would say is um, you get a lot, it can be more jam-packed or like, information dense in a astrology reading Mm -hmm. that is more um overview of information rather than honing in on a specific situation which is what tarot does so i i loved reading for people it is something i would do on occasion just to get that also that confidence that um six of wands moment that we really did we made it we're reading in person there were times where you're reading at the same time and there wasn't enough chairs or tables right i was sitting on the ground and you look iconic in the picture and and we're just both doing it and it was just it was such a great time in my life because i was able to do it to you with you we were doing what we loved we did really well um and i mean star you know the original star chart has um jupiter on MC. So, I mean, this is just meant to be. It's just this meant is to where be. Where we belong. We are. So, we're happy about that. What does what does the future bring? Yeah, let's figure out what the future is going to bring because there's a lot that we can do. So, I guess in order to answer what is the future for Star, mm-hmm. I think people need to know what where it started. Where did it begin? So, you are the person who created Star. I am. So why don't you tell us when 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 was Star born? And how that tell us how it came together. So Star began as a Facebook group. Um and it came out of a need for a space to shitpost, really, to shitpost about tarot. Um, we had been in spaces that shit posted about astrology, but I love tarot. That's where I felt my talents sh- were shining. I love shit posting on Facebook, being funny, telling jokes. Um, and I wanted to do it about tarot. So a group was created um, and thus a community was born through specific types of humor, inside jokes, um, attention to parts of the demographic that are often ignored and being um, what I like to call a counterculture to the counterculture. A commitment to authenticity um, rather than a love and light um, toxic positivity space and an emphasis on um, 
inclusivity and diversity and uh, dissenting voices. Uh, though over time, people became really, really good friends and we have had periods of echo chamber situations. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the community is constantly in flux for various reasons because uh, the Facebook platform itself, which could have its own episode entirely, um, also because of societal changes, um, as well as having to rebuild the community time and time again, and actually getting the opportunity to really edit and hone in and make changes that if we weren't otherwise um, edited in that way, we may not have uh committed to. So I think uh, that has really shaped what STAR is today. So it's a community of tarot and astrology readers, a society. And uh, the reason for society is because it's it's as complex as a society. We have, uh, you know, all types of starlings, all types of people into all different types of things. Um, But what brings us together is our love for tarot and astrology. And our love for each other. Um, it really is our personal friendships really are driving force of the group. Uh, not all Facebook groups are that way. There's lots of ways to have a Facebook group. This is just one way that we did it. And it's actually been lifted from your screen. Um, you know, from, from the message boards themselves and the posts themselves to your inbox to create those intimate relationships where we can talk more one-on-one um, to a city near you, which is where we are now, meeting up in person, being a society that cares about authenticity, uh, living your life in accordance to the stars um, for guidance, but people of all different religions and backgrounds as well, and um, helping people because it's the right thing to do. Uh, So serving the community, doing the right thing, um, activism adjacent, but all types of different stay in your lane type activism that we uh, promote here at STAR. Um, So very simply to summarize, uh, STAR is a Facebook community of tarot and astrology readers that is transitioning into what will be a civic organization. Um, of tarot astrology readers right. in the future. So, yeah. and that's like the main thing about Star that I think is uh that's all we require. <laughs> is you just have to like know, not actually not even know cuz we do allow like newcomers in the group, right? You don't have to be like fully fluent in either of these esoteric arts in order to no. join. You just have to like it. You just have to be down to talk about tarot and astrology and experience the world through the lens cuz that's another big thing that I think Mm-hmm. set star apart is like we really focus on the application of these sciences that is so true on how to like live life we talk about like all throughout the day we're talking about where the moon is what the transits are blaming our placements for our abundance of sh- human shortcomings you know it's not my fault it's in my chart it's written in the star right <laughs> or the cards of the day posts that exactly. we have and getting everybody to like check about that or when we have a spread that's got us fucked up for whatever reason it is or like mm-hmm. we can't we're not, we're just so confused. We can't see the forest from the trees in this Celtic mm-hmm. cross that we did. We can post it in the group and being mm-hmm. like, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. What am I not understanding? And have people who really do know this and know you because you've mm-hmm. been hanging out with us. We've been talking with each other um, to get into it mm-hmm. and be able to point things out. Or when we go live, you and I go live, you know, mm-hmm. with relative frequency in there yes. and just get to know these people through the act of drawing cards for them and giving them advice about how to like navigate that 10 of swords or what to do when justice pops up in your relationship reading and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so it's really about living the life. 
and and just experiencing the world through this lens and just talking about it all the time you know there isn't i got so used to being around either virtually or now in person being around people that know what i'm talking about if i'm saying i'm feeling four of cups today and you get really spoiled being understood Mm -hmm. yeah you know and then it's like why would i want to go to places where they're not going to understand my astrology references. I'm going to be the weird astrology lady that's asking everybody their chart um, where I enter a room where with star you enter a room where not or they all know your chart. They all understand charts and you can take it from there. And I don't think anything like that exists in this sort of contemporary setting. That's not like wizards and warlocks of whatever the fuck LARP McGee Jones, (laughs) like, um, no shade to those communities, but like we're the people that wouldn't be in that. No, now there is overlap. We got some wizards and warlock LARP, LARPy LARPs and star as well. Um, that's fun. It's, I'm not, it's not against that, but um, so before I feel like those uh, spaces may have been some of the only places where you could maybe find somebody that, yeah, they're into, you know, this, but they may not necessarily be into tarot or into astrology as part of their craft. There's been witchcraft or metaphysical or spiritual circles, but yeah. I want to talk to other people that, you know, want to talk about different tarot publishers and whether I should go to Blue Angel or Hay House, you know, who should I talk to for a publication? People who are really in to cardamancy um especially because there's more astrology too i feel like on facebook astrology has a lot more representation Mm -hmm. at least there i don't um so that's what it's about and and now bringing it into bringing it out of the air element and the cups element and we've been through the fire as well it was born out of the fire and i feel like now we're in a pentacles portion of star where we're really doing the one, the two, the three of pentacles mm-hmm. um, to build this uh, in, into physicality. And I think this chapter here in Austin is the beginning. I mean, there's been lots of precursors. There's pre-lore that has led to this moment. Um, and we don't want to forget like what has got us here. But at this point, really just seeing what the potential is for the physical manifestation of a society, of an organization that can allow us to represent our personal values as well as our spiritual values um, in a loose-fitting, inclusive encompassing authentic and individualistic way i think it's a very unique and dynamic community i don't know what to compare it to what brand or organization or situation or to compare it to because i don't know that anything like this has existed before granted maybe i didn't do my research so if you guys out there know something that's similar please let me know but as far as i know this is a unique approach to kind of setting the stage for a different kind of tarot and astrology reader to have representation outside of just extreme love and light spaces or extreme appropriative spaces or extreme um, academic academic or role play type. Okay. Well you'll, you can be the tarot reader, but put on this like crazy stereotypical costume and, 
you know, almost make a caricature of it rather than bring it into real life. So um, one thing Nao said for the tagline, and I don't know if she said it in this particular episode, but is a tagline for us is making the esoteric our reality, you know? Um, and I always add to that, that we are the counterculture to the counterculture because the, the witchy culture or the metaphysical spiritual culture is already, we're already the others. We're already the weirdos. We're already the ones going to the own beat of our drum. We're already um, oftentimes the strangest one in the room. So, um, but now that that's mainstream in the age of Aquarius, surprise, surprise, debatable. We will get into that on another episode. Um, but, uh, we have, you know, because I got to be extra special. I'm a special fucking snowflake <laughs> flower. I need to have my own space where we do our own thing. Um, that's different to that because there is a lot of shit in the community I just straight up disagree with. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the defining features of Star 2 that really does set it apart and makes us have our own unique culture is num- our commitment to authenticity and our the one of the ways that we engage with tarot and astrology is through humor and Mm -hmm. comedy but specifically within the context of the internet so memes and shit posting and trolling and all of that kind of thing is like it's just this weird synergistic blend that you don't see anywhere else because we're the ones who look at the weird tropes that persist in the metaphysical community at large that we disagree with Mm -hmm. and we voice our disagreement Mm -hmm. as a roast as a hilarious meme as like something that's funny that we can we use the comedy as the tool to call out the behavior it's that's like the mechanism through which we just like deal with that like for example one of the things that we dealt with early on in the group was the concept of should tarot readers freaking charge how it's like a gift and that you should not charge like because again some people view tarot as like a super spiritual thing Mm -hmm. um and so for that and there's nothing wrong with this perspective you're more than allowed to have it the only time thing that was like challenging was that we wanted to do this for our livelihood we Mm -hmm. wanted to you know eat sleep and breathe tarot and astrology and the way to do that i mean you got to have money Mm -hmm. so you can eat sleep and breathe like well maybe not breathe so much but like in order to do that so it's like we were down when they bottle air right when they bottle air which we're not not too far off right but like being able to do this as our livelihood we've got to we've got to fucking pay our bills and how when we first started like transitioning from being like just internet community, but like where you and I engage with our clients and stuff like that and make our money. Like we're having these conversations about like, Hey, I'm going to do this reading for X amount of dollars. And people would comment on the post being like, you shouldn't charge because that goes against spirit. It's a gift that you have to read cards. And we had to like clown on these fucking people to like, make them realize like what you're saying it's again totally fine for anybody can you tell my mechanic he has a gift (laughs) yeah it's a it's a gift to fix cards it's a (laughs) gift to have electricity um come through the wires in your house like i mean i mean it is but like so we could yeah i could that could turn into a whole fucking segment exactly but like to be able to like challenge those voices who wanted to dissent and like spread their particular interpretation of a thing as though it's gospel and mm-hmm. being like, well, we're going to let you know you're wrong, but we're going to, it's going to be freaking hilarious mm-hmm. while we do it. Yeah. And that's been like a feature of the group is that roast. And like, same thing when it comes to the astrology, we post our charts and then we roast e- each other for mm-hmm. it. So it's a lot of like 
we use also the humor and the comedy to do the shadow work mm-hmm. side of it too, because we'd be joking and lying mm-hmm. in an unconstructive way to approach tarot and astrology from a purely love and light standpoint because mm-hmm. no single person no birth charts all freaking love and light no tarot reading is all love and light right there's mm-hmm. we have ten of swords and towers for a reason and bad places we chiron exists you know mm-hmm. i mean chiron and pluto for fuck's sake mm-hmm. in saturn and even mars is a malefic mm-hmm. in certain instances so we have to like learn to deal with the darkness and a, a lot i like to fucking laugh mm-hmm. in the face of darkness and i think that's a lot what of starlings studio. starlings do that's yes. what makes you a starling shadow work is a huge component of what we emphasize uh people living spiritual lives however that may be as there are all types of paths and belief sy- systems within star itself um but living spiritual first or at least prioritizing spirituality in your daily life is a huge part of what we do as a community which is um an aquarian way that people sort themselves out you um go to church uh if you have a church with other like-minded people you join a club with other like-minded people you have a political affiliation um with other people that have your same values and things like that and people say that it's ninth house and it, it it is. It's also 12, it's also 11th um, with the sense of community. So I'm really, I think it's really cool that we, that as a community we grow and the diversity of the members itself, gener- you know, really leads us in different directions. That's why it was so cool to meet Rainbow and Bradley for the first time and um, in person. Now we've been uh, very close online for a while and communicating with other forms, video chats and phone calls and messages and chats for years. But to be able to meet these people in person and, and see and, and really experience that sense of community and how, you know, I understand why the house of community and the house of um you know, revolution is in the same mm-hmm. house because it really felt revolutionary. It really mm-hmm. felt like what we were doing, um, bringing many, many islands together, many people who otherwise um, could be pretty isolated individually and not have a sense of belonging and how empowering that sense of belonging while confronting the difficult and failing aspects of who we are as a society. And really even that night um, when we were all together tackling those issues and those shortcomings uh, in group that we do possess Mm -hmm. um, just by virtue of being a society within a society. We live in a society. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, and that's a huge part of it too, is calling out the fuck shit. That's what Star is. We cannot talk about what Star is and why if we don't mention fuck shit, uh, personal state or otherwise whoever the fuck shit belongs to um will get called out we encourage calling out your own mm-hmm. calling out each other and um if you love someone tell them the truth about themselves sometimes uh all the time actually i would argue starlings would probably argue all the time tell yeah. somebody the truth about themselves right. um so that people can make good decisions based on reality and I think it's actually very kind to tell the truth. So we do not adopt the lying ass nature of Aquarius. It would not be a star episode if I didn't roast Aquarius a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else, yes, uh, telling the truth and um, understanding 
the ebb and flow of just human nature, the dualities, uh, the cycles, the um, learning opportunities, the shortcomings, the human triumph, um, the triumph of spirit, of the human spirit, of the divine, and seeing those things work in tandem. And um, our definition may evolve and grow and will evolve and grow as we evolve and grow. Uh, it hasn't been a super tangible thing. It's, um, it, but it's getting more tangible. This yeah. has made it more tangible than just like, you know, two years ago, if we explained star, we would have, this would have been our intention, but now it's our reality. Right. And we had this kind of, we did set this intention a while ago. Like we said back in, uh, at the end of 2019, we were like, as we were heading towards the new year, we were like, 2020 is going to be the year where we go and we start meeting starlings in person. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And then COVID had a different uh, plan for us and made that not tangible and not safe for us. So we really had to like knuckle down. And that was, it was really nice to have a place like star already in existence when COVID came in, because that means we still had access to a place where we were able to socialize and engage. And we really, in the beginning, tried to like maximize the fact that we started as a Facebook mm -hmm. group to, and using the features thereof to stay connected and engaged and be interacting with each other. We were hosting like watch parties of Jerry Springer episodes mm -hmm. or of like LA fucking cop car chases and shit to like cops just, like you guys were watching cops one time like just kind of nostalgic shit to just keep yeah. us entertained and give us something to focus on while we were all shunning at home so it was good that we still had that but it just meant that we had to like delay this actual like in-person meeting of these people because you know sometimes when you meet and you interact with people on the internet they're not the same when you meet them in person mm -hmm. like there's Sometimes there is a severe There's risk. There's a risk. Um, There's a risk. I'd a be lying risk. if there wasn't a risk. So we, but then here we are after enduring this pandemic, things are finally like starting to seem like they're winding down or to a place in which we're, you know, COVID's just going to be a virus chilling out just like the flu is every year, just mm -hmm. like colds are every year. Um, and that we've done, we've done all that we can do at this point to just have to mm -hmm. accept it and like get ready for life after the lockdowns and mass mandates and social distancing. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, it's time we waited it out. And now it's time for star to hit the streets. And we did it here in Austin as number one. Mm -hmm. And it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It couldn't, it went better than expected. It exceeded my expectations. Um, I had more fun than I anticipated that I could have had. I was more connected, more happy, and more calm, and just better off in general. The anxiety wasn't, it was just a really uh, good experience overall in the city of Austin, which is really, has been a really welcoming place. And we've had um, very kind people at the event itself, uh, very little negative interactions, regardless of people's stereotypes of the United States or Texas. Uh, but I know people do say uh, Austin is a more liberal space. I did experience that portion of it because we were in liberal parts of uh, the society as a witch fest would be the right. witch fest isn't held on like Christian Christian street <laughs> um, <laughs> on some religious churchy McChurch church. So um, it was, I had, we had a great time. The event was very calm. The energy was serene. 
Um, I'm from California, so not all events are calm or <laughs> you know? That's how I would describe it. How yeah. would you describe the actual like event vibe of witch fest? It was very, very calm. Like I feel <laughs> like again, because of all the wind and a little bit, like you did feel tensions rise a little bit as people are trying, like, oh my god, our shit's blowing down mm-hmm. as people like try to figure that out. But the wind did like die down eventually. And we just kind of like settled into it. And the vibe was good. Everybody was friendly. I didn't like, it seemed like most people were having a really good time and mm-hmm. really enjoying themselves. The vendors all seemed to be doing good and mm-hmm. stuff too. We got to meet and just talk to some really neat people. And I I love that we had not only the event where we could feel like we could get out there and talk a little bit more about Star, but then like having the ability afterwards to just meet up and just to keep the fun rolling and to just go and buy $200 worth of pizza yeah. in this random Airbnb and have everybody crowded around the kitchen island as I, as we're hooting and hollering and actively like roasting each other in person. It was fun because it was just like the star that we are when we're in that Facebook group or in those group chats or wherever else we're interacting with each other digitally. Like it smoothly transitioned mm-hmm. without skipping a single beat to in-person interaction where we're doing the exact same thing. The chemistry. Just as hard. And the chemistry was perfect. And you feel less weird because you're not looking down at a screen with people around you judging you um, why you're laughing so hard and why you're so glued to your phone because you're no longer glued to your phone. It's no longer like an unhealthy attachment to social media. Now it is a healthy, fulfilling, loving, engaging experience with your closest friends. Yeah. It was Ten of Cups as fuck, dude. Ten of Cups, the star, all of it. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, and we had a really good time, and I want to do it again. And I think this is, you know, we talked about archetypes in our first episode. I'm going to bring it back. This was an archetypal experience. I think, because um, I am a spiritual person, we are spiritual people, it's a sign for us that this went so well. Because if it didn't, um, as hard as it is to carry this torch, as hard we didn't talk about the hardships that it has been to get to this point. Um, if we had this experience and it went wrong and it went bad and we had a bad experience, um, it would be a different approach to what our future brings. But the fact that this went so well and it's so fulfilling and it's so healing to have a place of belonging for the people who find that in Star. Um that we're going to push forth with that even more because we know the potential and nothing is ever as good as it was. Uh, This trip to Austin will always live in infamy. Infamy star is a very nostalgic place and everybody will bring up like, this was good, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't Austin good. (laughs) If you were in Austin, if you were in Austin, which is part of the culture and people will be salty. I see the people Mm -hmm. that are salty right now. Love you. Shout out to Noe. We love you so much. It was not the same without you. I absolutely need to say that. I love you so very much. Um, But uh, it, it really set the bar very high and let us know the possibilities that it can be. Um, you know, there was about 10 of us, a dozen, maybe a dozen, we'll just say a, around a dozen starlings. Um, I've tried to count, but I always get sidetracked. Um, <laughs> and we were supposed to have a guest book and it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. Things, some things didn't, mm-hmm. but um, we will happily try again and we will emphasize uh, the physical component of meeting one another and connecting with like-minded people. For those of you listening um, that went to the event, thank you so much for following up with us. And for those of you listening that would like that sense of community or to experience star as a face co- 
Facebook community, not just a um, podcast, then um, check out our Facebook group. We will have links nearby for you to be able to do that. Um, It's been amazing. It has been. And I think it's, this is definitely the start of us doing more events. So we've talked about we will do Austin Witch Fest next year. Just we because there's so many starlings here in the area who showed up, it just, it proved that this and is it's a good chill. spot. It's a, a chill spot. city. You know, if you need to drive around and it's a new city, it's not too hard to navigate. I have driving anxiety for those of you who like, like I don't know about driving. I don't know about going to Austin. I live kind of nearby. It's an, I could drive in the, I feel like I, I, I could drive in the city. It's not too bad. The hotels aren't too expensive. Mm-hmm. The Airbnb, um, left some things to be desired, but <laughs> it wasn't all that bad, Yeah, you know, um, and it was affordable overall um, for a getaway that, that ultimately for, was it super eventful? Was it super flashy? It's not what everybody would consider a good time, but it's what it was perfect for us, which is what matters to us is us and starlings and what we want to do. And for us, we would have spent our weekend glued to our phones all up in each other's lives anyway. Uh, it's beautiful to be able to do it in person and hug people that we have connected to so deeply and laugh and have like chemistry with yeah. people. And just really riffing off of each other and playing off of each other. And it was it was very like a Venus and Mars and Aquarius. It was very playful. It wasn't too rough, but it was, it was extremely playful, extremely full of laughter, but also full of like, it was still profound, but not like mm-hmm. in like a deep, everybody's got to go cry in the corner by mm-hmm. themselves kind of profound. There were tears shed, but they were like tears of joy. Mm-hmm. Like it was so joyful. And there was great hugs and embraces and laughter and just, just raw human connection that just made you feel comfortable in your, like you are in the right place. You are in the right body. You are with the right people. Mm-hmm. And just confirmation, confirmation, confirmation validation, the opposite of gaslighting, you know, you get to go back and um, say, how do we make this bigger? How do we include more starlings? How do we, how do we make it so um, we have enough money to get so-and-so here next time? How do we um, maximize this? And how do we make adjustments moving forward? So that's what you'll see. You'll see us um, reaching for the stars, reaching for each other. And working really hard to make our dreams a reality. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Pisces, uh, Jupiter Pisces is going to help us out. Neptune on our North Node is going to help us out. So we look forward to what's to come. Right. We're dreaming the future. And you know what? Star may be coming to a city near you. Watch out. In the future. So if this is something that you guys are down for. If you want to just like spend a whole day, an evening, a weekend. Yes. Hanging out with other tarot and astrology savants, readers, yes. professionals um, who are hilarious. And but will sure. give it as good as it's getting. Yes. And if you've got the skin and the tolerance for that kind of behavior. Yes. And the ability to look at yourself as a complete human being, not as some deva on high, yeah. you know, spiritual being up in the clouds, but down here with us people who are equally light and as equally as dark as everybody else here, Mm -hmm. being flawed and damaged and traumatized as we all are, Mm -hmm. to still come together, talk about what we love, have a great time, and laugh at ourselves Mm -hmm. and each other. Yes. To deal with the bleakness of of the world. It gives me hope. 
And um, it's such a beautiful thing. I want to thank the city of Austin. Thank Bradley, Rainbow, everybody who came to the event. Thank you, the or- um, organizers of Witch Fest. The organizers of Witch Fest. And I want to thank all the starlings that helped us get to this point. Starlings of past, present, and future. And we will talk to you guys on the next podcast. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.